0: On the Road with D.W. This is episode five. It's day three of the trip and really the first day of sightseeing. We went to see Caesarea, which is on the coast of the um, Mediterranean Sea. We went and visited Mount Carmel and Megiddo and Nazareth. Caesarea was our first stop and... This is the first place where non-Jews heard the good news of Jesus from Peter and were baptized. It's uh, spelled out in Acts ten. It's also uh, was a seaport built by Herod and named Caesarea to honor Caesar who um, who was supporting Herod. And also, it was frequented by Pontius Pilate and other Romans. It was a really fantastic place on the sea. You could imagine. Being there in the heat of the summer, instead of being up in, in Jerusalem where it was hot, and both in temperature and also with conflict, to be, I guess, among the Romans, the Roman people there in the seaport with the cool Mediterranean breezes, it was really nice. They had a fantastic amphitheater there, and they believe that's where Herod the Great's grandson uh, was stricken with an illness after. Uh, receiving praise from the people. They, they said, look, uh, he's a god, and they worshiped him, and then uh, that's described also in the Bible in Acts. Just north of the port, we saw a Roman aqueduct that brought fresh water from the mountains uh, that was as long as 50 miles away, and that was pretty impressive. Then we went up to Mount Carmel, where Elijah challenged King Ahab and the prophets of Baal. This is outlined in First Kings 18. And the view from Mount Carmel was amazing. We could see uh, the Jezreel Valley, and we could look across to Nazareth. We could see out to the ocean. It was just an amazing view. We were looking down on that Jezreel Valley, and we could see the city of Megiddo. And that was really a a vital place. There was a crossroads if you were coming in from the sea, getting onto the uh, Via Maris, the Roman Road. There were three roads that came into that valley, and Megiddo was up on a hill, so you could actually command, have a commanding view of the valley, and you could uh, basically control who went through the valley from that hill. And we saw what they say are 22 or 25 different layers of civilization who have built on that little knob in the middle of the valley. If I sound tired, it's because I am. This is actually being recorded after day two of sightseeing. Um, we were worn out after the first day of sightseeing. And so tonight I'm doing this one. I think Katie's already almost asleep. (laughs) And so I'm just kind of going through our outline just to give you a feel for what we saw. And and so after um, going through uh, Megiddo, that was really a fantastic place to just walk around the ruins. We drove near Cana. The places where, place where uh, Jesus turned the water into wine, but then we didn't really stop there. We went on to Nazareth, the boyhood home of Jesus. Now, this was a, a pretty neat place because they've set up like a living museum. They've built some homes using the rock and, and the same kind of methods of architecture from the period of Jesus' birth, and they had, uh, you know, some people working with tools and like what a carpenter would do carpenter or builder and it was a it was neat this neat little active museum they had a a, a, a vineyard and a lot of fresh vegetables growing they had some some sheep and they had all of that was constructed just using you know history and archaeology knowledge but there was actually in the stone there in the hill in Nazareth uh, you know, an ancient wine press. There was actually depressions that were carved out of the stone and little channels for the wine to flow down, or wine, the grape juice. So they would crush the grape juice with their bare feet and the juice would flow through these channels down into a basin and they would scoop it out and put it in new wine skins. And it was essential to use uh, new skins because they were flexible and could handle the expansion from the fermentation process. It was also a neat fact that the docent told us. She said they, they didn't use sandals because sandals would crush the seeds as well as the, the grapes. And that would put the, the bitter flavor of the seeds into the juice. And so bare feet were just right. They could crush the skins, break the skins of the grapes and release the juice, but not be tough enough to bust the seeds. So that's, according to her, the reason that they all uh, pressed the grapes with their bare feet. The other interesting thing, too, is if that uh, ruins, it was built near some ruins of of a vineyard and they had some evidence of the wall around the vineyard. They had a watchtower and they had the wine press and there was a parable that Jesus told and talked about a person planting a vineyard, building a wall, building a watchtower and you know, you could just really be taken back to, to Jesus's day, you know, as if he's imagining a place like the very place we were standing and describing it. That was the first time on the tour that I really kind of had, uh, you know, a bit of a chill thinking that, you know, this, this wine press would be some place Jesus could have walked, could have been. Maybe he even stepped on grapes in that very place because uh, it was an ancient wine press carved out of the very rock. It wasn't some reenactment or recreation. So that was a very neat experience. Then we went on to, what did we do next? Do you recall? After Nazareth? I think we came to the hotel at at Migdal. Yeah, Yeah. and so that was the end of the first day of sightseeing. Mm -hmm. It was a fantastic day. On the road with DW,